Welcome to A Creative Affair. And uh, you're here with Len Metcalf and Bree Stockwell. And today we're talking about just starting, aren't we, Bree? And uh, uh, just before the thing came on to say start, Bree says, do you want me to start? And I didn't answer <laughs> her. And uh, uh, knowing I was just happy to dive in and start because just starting works, doesn't it, Bree? It just, yeah. It's an amazing thing. It is because so often I think we're like, I think our, I sometimes think as humans, our tendency is to analyze or overanalyze why we're not doing the thing when really the thing is just to just start doing it. And that's the problem is we just need to start doing it, (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) We do do that, don't we? We overthink, we over worry, we start getting anxious, we we over plan. And uh, if the artwork that we're working on or the project that we're working on is going to guide us and tell us where to go, then spending so much time over planning gets in the way of actually the artwork telling us where to go. And I think we spend time thinking, what's wrong with me that I haven't just started doing this thing? So I think it'd be interesting to talk about what could be some reasons why we're not just starting and then some, this is my coach brain talking here, and then uh, some solutions on how we can just get over ourselves and just start doing the thing. (laughs) So you want to put together a bit of a plan there. (laughs) (laughs) So the funny thing is, is uh, back when we first started, I would have these like outlines. I'm like, oh, I need the outline. So we'd sit and I can't imagine how difficult that was for you, Lynn. (laughs) to like go with me wanting the outline. (laughs) It's it's taken me incredible amount of years to learn to let go of things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, it was through teaching. Uh, I had had to develop little tricks to get myself going. And one trick was to start a class with a question. Mm. And listening to the students allowed me to relax and think, oh, I can answer that question or oh, we can go over there and it built this rapport and then I relaxed enough to be able to actually start teaching. And then I realized that my planning was probably quite correct, but the best teaching was when I was reactive to the student's need. So asking the question became more important and my lesson planning got smaller and smaller because I wanted to be more reactive. And so many times lesson plans are written on a a post-it note with maybe three or four words. Mm. And uh, it's not how I prepare a presentation at all. Like I I love to be prepared and uh, quite detailed with it. But there's cases, and and Bree and I agree on this, there's cases where we do want to plan and we're definitely not saying don't plan. Uh, But we often get caught up with this not starting and it becomes an excuse and it gets in the way and it stresses us out so much, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think at the beginning I actually needed those outlines. Like I needed to plan and I could tell that you didn't. And I appreciated that you were like, okay, this is how you need to do it. I'm happy to just roll with it. But I think over time, 
over time I've relaxed. I'm leaning into what I really do know. Um, I don't, well, I also have more experience too. So I don't need the whole outline as much, you know? So what I think is interesting is that when we're recording these, we do plan sometimes, like we have a, an episode planned for next month that we're going to record. And, you know, we know that we're going to want to prepare for it. But sometimes we just want to have a whole list of ideas and see what speaks to us that day. And then just, we really just start talking. And so what we do is we read down them and go, Ooh, Oh yeah, yeah. I could talk about that. And so then we feel excited about it. So, so here's the thing is when we're just starting with something, that's not always the case that we're going to have like this whole menu and we can just pick the thing that we're going to start. Sometimes we totally have that, but other times there's things that very specifically that we're going to want to work on. And we're just going to want to just start doing that no matter what. I think we worry too much about the final product before we start, don't we? And we've been taught that we should uh, have this amazing visualization of what we're trying to achieve and what it's going to look like. And we knew we know through affirmations and um, projection that the clearer you describe something, the easier it is to make. The problem with this is with artwork, we want to follow the artwork. We want the artwork to guide us. We want to listen to our intuition and our emotions. And it takes a fair bit of confidence to dive into a world without knowing what the outcome is going to be. Maybe another metaphor is bushwalking. Like I love my hiking and walking along the, out in the bush. And uh, it's very easy to go, well, I want to go to here today and, and come back. It's harder to just say, well, I'm going to wander down this path and just see where it takes me and find somewhere beautiful and amazing just by walking down a, a path that has no um, known destination. I, I think art is really very much like that. And my art is better. And this is where the confidence comes in. And it's the same with our talking. I perform better when I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Does, does that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But yes, yes, it does make sense. <laughs> well, because well, when you don't know, when we're talking about art here, when you don't know where you're going or you don't have very specific plans on how it has to be at the end, we release the expectation of this very finite outcome. And so even though we have ideas about where it might be going or where it might be heading, uh, we don't have to be tied to that very specific end. Like if we're doing a book, we know we're going to have a book at the end, but we might not know exactly what it might look like. And what you're saying is that you're releasing a lot of that expectation about exactly what it has to be so that the art and the creativity can guide you versus allowing your like this narrow vision to uh, take hold of you and not allow that extra creativity to flow. Exactly. Like you have lots of ideas and possibilities as to where it could end up. And yet um, sticking to it gets me into trouble. Um, having that flexibility to follow it and see where it goes. 
like a book's a really beautiful way of um of describing that. I'm working on a book at the moment of the Tarkine and uh it's been floating in my head probably for five years or something. And I've been working on the photographs for eight years probably and I didn't know it was going to be a book at first and it gets clearer and clearer. And then I had a I had a dream about it and I've been searching for someone to write the introduction, Brie, and uh, asking people like I asked like uh, Chris Darwin a, a few months ago and I haven't been successful in uh, finding someone to write the introduction. And in my dream, I was reading my own words and it just dawned on me like stop looking for someone else, Len. You actually have to write these bits. And then I was listening to a podcast and uh, uh, Tim Parkin said uh, he really loves reading little tidbits next to the photos. And I was like, oh, that's all I have to write is tiny little tidbits. I don't have to write this huge, huge essay. I can just put in the tiny little bits. And this book just keeps growing. Now, I haven't written any of those things. And I haven't got a big image of what this book's going to be and uh, what it's going to look like, but slowly it's starting to unfold. And then the next phase is I ask Claire Reynolds, my um, incredible assistant and designer, to actually start. Come on, let's put the photos in. We've got the introduction by Bob Brown. Let's put these in and that will force me to start writing the words. Um, And where are these words going to come from? They'll come from a presentation I've already done. Like I've already been talking about these photographs and how important and special this place is, its environmental values. What I hopefully I'm illustrating here is that without having the finished um, plan, by actually working on it, it starts to unfold and comes to fruition uh, very, very beautifully. So just starting is incredibly important in this process for me as an artist. I think while you were talking, I'm remembering, and I, I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but I was walking a coach friend of mine. She was, uh, she's doing a presentation about confidence. You would love this about confidence for people who want jobs in the climate industry, <laughs> people who, oh, yes, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but sometimes a lot of times making changes and doing this kind of work takes confidence. And while I was helping her guide her a little bit, I had reminded her that about this phrase that I say, which is start with courage, finish with confidence. And I think that's the bit, that starting part, because we're talking about just starting. Sometimes there's some fear there that is holding us back. And if we just can muster up a little courage, we don't have to actually have like courage the whole time. But if we can gather some courage to push us over the edge to just starting, I think our confidence grabs that and can take us through to the end because we already have some foreign momentum. It's that courage part that helps us start to move forward. I just sent an email about this to my people. Actually, when we were talking about this topic, I said, oh, I just sent an email on Monday to all of my people about this exact thing. And in fact, the the subject line says, just do it like Nike, you know, (laughs) just do it. (laughs) Because sometimes we just need to do it. And one of the things that I said, do you mind if I read this? Because I pulled it up. 
I feel please, like please they're my it. words. I already said it. So why would I make it up again so, <laughs> on a podcast? I said, so next time you feel a little stuck starting, like just starting something, remind yourself you're most likely just having some initial resistance. So, and we can talk about what that, what kind of initial resistance we might be having, why that would be. Um, but you're going to, just going to want to take some deep breaths, whatever it is, for whatever reason, you're pushing back on whatever it is that you're trying to just start. And that's in some, that's just some resistance. It's like not a problem to feel that way. I feel like that most of the time when I go to start something, (laughs) it's like for real. And then you take some deep breaths and then you just take the next smallest step. It doesn't have to be anything big. You can just take one step. Do you find that this is helpful for you, Len? You just take the next smallest step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reminds me of that Steve Martin movie where he talks about baby steps. Is it, um, you just take tiny little steps, um, to completing the project and you don't need to have that whole final thing. I love baby steps as a concept. It's really helpful. I was working on my website because I'm, I'm, I was doing some new pages and, or re redoing some pages. And I was feeling some big resistance to the, to doing it. And uh, in fact, I, that's an example I gave, you know, in my email, but I was like, okay, if I just was going to start, what would that look like? And so I'm like, open your computer. <laughs> That was my like first smallest step. I had to open my computer and go to my website and just kind of look around and see what I'm going to need to change. And then, and then I was like, okay, what is the very next thing that feels small that I could change right now? And so I just started doing that. And, and pretty soon I had like a web page halfway done. And then I, I knew I, I was still feeling resistance actually. So I knew I had to take a break and listen to our conversation about taking a break. So I just let my, let myself have the break, but I came back to it later. So anyway, it's all done. Hooray. <laughs> so many, so many of the things that stop us are these little voices, aren't they? About mm. uh, what is it going to be? What's going to happen? What are people going to think about what I put out there when it's done? Yes. And I wonder where they come from. And as I'm listening, I was thinking about all the people that ask questions to you that imply that you know where you're going. And uh, like I was thinking about my book and what's it called? What's the title? And my answer actually is, I don't know yet. The title will emerge from the words uh, over time while we're working on it. And like we, I often have working titles, and of course, it's just called the Tarkine at the moment. But uh, over time, the title will emerge, and learning to trust that that will happen. Or I often go out to create art, and someone will say, "Oh, so you're going off to do a photo shoot with this particular person, and they're modelling for you. What are you going to do with them?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. <laughs> we have to actually get there." And I have to talk to them and we have to try something. We have to just start making art to work out where we're going to go. And then uh, we end up somewhere really, really beautiful. And for me, this has become a huge part of my practice of uh, not having a fixed outcome. Like the book is a fixed outcome, but 
what it actually looks like, I allow that to form through making, through doing, through just starting, through getting your hands dirty, through making it, through uh, sucking it and seeing it or making some and then evaluating it. I think another uh, educational metaphor is like we're in a learning cycle, aren't we? Like we we do, we reflect, we plan, we do. And um, if we spend so much time in the planning and we get stuck and we don't start the doing, uh, how can we reflect on what we're doing and make it better and keep going around and around over and over very, very quickly? So I really like to have this cycle very fast. Let's get in and start the making. And, and so then I can stop. Let's have a look. Um, how are we going? What could we change? Is there, an, is there a spark of an idea that will lead you off into a new direction? This is so beautiful. I really think a lot of times when we say, I don't know, it feels bad. And so many of us, me included, I've said, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm, and it's, a, it's more of a self-criticism. But why does it have to be? You know, saying I don't know just means, yeah, I'm open to what it, what it's going to eventually be. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a problem. Not mm. knowing actually can be a really amazing place to be in. I can love, I love, I love that thought. Like I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working on that. <laughs> can you imagine how hard it is when someone asks you, you know, what are you going to do? And you have to say, I don't know. And that's the real truth is like, I, I'm going to make beautiful art. Of course, I'm going to make beautiful art, but I don't know what it's going to be yet. I have to get there. I have to start. And I can easily see how that turns into that personal fear, mm -hmm. even without that external person asking you when you start asking yourself, I don't know what I'm doing. So therefore I become blocked and I stop. And uh, the answer and Bree, like you, I've been saying this for um, so many years to my students, just start. It's such a beautiful um, pair of words and one that's so, so strong. The work will tell you. The doing will tell you where to go over and over. It's, it's so powerful. Very, very powerful. Yes. That's why I love this conversation about just getting into it, doing the work. I love that you said getting your hands dirty. What are some, what are some, I was going to say tricks. <laughs> I think there's some different ways that we can get ourselves to just start. And I think one of them is telling your, telling ourselves it's okay not to know. I think it's also okay if we're feeling some fear so fear is interesting because fear, when we're feeling it, is it really causes our whole nervous system to just go crazy and on fire. And, you know, you, if, if you've experienced fear, everyone has, then you've felt this in your body before. It's just firing off. And so that's why I actually said in my email, take some deep breaths, because once you can calm yourself and you can get your body to not be reacting as much to that, uh, to that like fear, whatever is happening behind the fear, then you can start thinking rationally about the moving forward. So I think if, if there's some huge resistance to just starting, 
just uh, maybe meditate. What else can you do? Like, and I'm saying do some breath work. I had a breath work session with a friend of mine. It was amazing. So you can do that. You could use cheaper materials or mm. put a time frame on things. So when in a drawing class, for example, or, or you're, you're doing life drawing or something, you want to do a huge major work and you've got this really incredibly expensive, beautiful piece of paper and you're scared of it, absolutely scared to, to, to make your first mark. So you get a pile of um, cheap bond paper, you get some charcoal and you start doing one-minute sketches and you put the stopwatch on or uh, maybe the 30-second ones and uh, you have a bell going and the model changes every time the bell goes and you use that as an exercise to loosen up and to start getting to the feel of it and then you can extend that until you end up with longer and longer things until you get to a longer pose. So uh, I think that could be not only a physical thing, but it could just be a mental thing, like turning it into your mind that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's not a mistake. It's a learning experience. It's part of the journey. There is no wrong. It's play. So you start making playful, joyful, reactive art to find your way to get to the, the more interesting and uh, uh, exciting art. I have an example of this. I just pulled this out of, you saw me move. I just pulled this out of my bag. So you remember I was on my, when I was on my road trip in August, I sent you, uh, I, mean, I did some stories on it, but anyway, I think I sent you a, a little picture of these, but when you're talking about starting small and having it be not a big deal. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I think that you already know that you, that I think I'm not a drawer. Like I don't sketch and that's why I didn't paint. And you can go back and maybe uh, I'll, I'll link to the episode with Takis Walter when we talk about creative February. Okay. So then you can have some context, but I've been leaning into this a little bit more like what would it take for me to just start doing some loose sketching or some drawing and I don't need a big thing. And I went to, I needed a little brush for something. Okay. I needed a brush to paint my nails with. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> right. So, okay. So <laughs> I love doing my nails and they're not done now, but uh, I like having them done when I'm on road trips because then they you don't see the dirt underneath. Okay. So that's my little vanity. But anyway, I needed a little brush to do that. So I went to the art shop and while I was there, I saw this big rack of these really beautiful uh, water, they're like watercolor crayons. And I saw next to the register, this tiny little, I'm showing you Lynn, this teeny tiny. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Look how big it is compared to my hand. And I can read that it's Stonehenge paper. I love Stonehenge paper for printmaking on. It was just next to the register and I made a little mental note about how much I loved the tiny pad. I mean, it's maybe like two inch by two inches by three inches or something. It's tiny. Like it's the tiniest pad of paper I've ever seen. And I like kind of like tiny little things. And then all of those beautiful colors of the crayons, a lot were like earth tones. And I thought, I'm going to think about this. And then the next day I, I was like still thinking about it. So I'm like, I have to go have those things. So I just went there and I picked out like, I don't know how many, 10 colors and this little pad of paper 
And I went back and bought a second actually, because I, I knew I was going to need it. And I just, I went to the beach that one day and I just started. And I love that. I love that like this little cat, the catalyst was that I, I knew I didn't have, it didn't have to be a big deal. I could just do a tiny thing in this little tiny, on this little tiny, the cutest little pad of paper, but I could just start. And it felt really good to just play. Anyway, I don't have to do it all the time. I'm not expecting this. I, the truth is I don't know where it's going. I don't have any plans to do large pieces, uh, but it's possible I take a whole bunch of these and make a large piece, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with it and I can just start. And I feel like that's like my own personal example of just doing this when you don't know what's going to happen and you don't have to have it be perfect and you don't even think you're any good at it. Mm. We we do this with music too, don't we? Sometimes mm-hmm. the whole piece flows out of us and uh, like a poem or a, a whole song and it just pours out of us. But it doesn't happen like that all the time. That's a really rare, a rare magical event and really quite special. Often we have a little snippet, like uh, three words or a little, um, a little tiny little riff. And uh, from that, we play with it and we extend it and we add more words and slowly we grow it into something much bigger, don't we? And in the long run, we might not even end up with the beginning in the artwork. So those three words or that little tiny riff that we started with might get thrown out in the process as well uh, because it just was our starting point. Or in a drawing, we might draw over it or paint over it. Or if we're a, a photographer, we might discard the very first photographs that we start on. True. And uh, I was I was actually just thinking that as a musician, there have been pieces that have been, that I've looked at that I knew I needed to learn that have felt really daunting. And I'm like, how am I just, how am I going to play the whole thing? How am I ever going to accomplish this big thing? And it's all about breaking it down. Okay. I can just start. I can play a little bit of it. I can see, like you said, where the holes are. I can circle those. I, it doesn't have to be perfect today. And also I kind of know it's going to be hard. And so I'm preparing for it too, you know, um, because so much of what we do is sometimes not easy. It's sometimes it is going to be hard. Sometimes the work is difficult. Sometimes we're going to come up with a problem to solve that we're not quite ready to work out yet. You know, it might take a little bit of time. It might need, might need some like, you know, massaging and working around and, you know, maybe even, uh, going to a mentor or teacher and having them help you do that. Right. So, but just actually starting it, you get to the end of finishing it when you start, like we never get to the end until we actually do this, go to the starting point and take the next Mm. step. And when we're learning music, we have to practice slowly. Mm -hmm. So we, we don't go at the finish speed. (laughs) We often pull back and just practice very, very slowly to start to feel the pattern and uh, build up the muscle memory. 
uh, and the tonal memory to get to the performance piece, don't we? It's uh, we don't jump in at the finished element. Right. I think that's another lovely uh, metaphor for this just starting too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I I always forget that you're also a flutist, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> oh goodness. I was thinking what else could be in our way. And I think if you are having a hard time just starting, I just wrote my first article to be published, which I'm super excited about. And in it, I'm talking about motivation for photographers. And seriously, if all else fails, and Lynn, I think you will agree with this, just take a walk. You just go take a walk and you come back. Could be five minutes, could be 10 minutes, could be one hour. And then you just start. <laughs> and I, I think taking a walk is such a great cure for all kinds of uh, things that we're having problems with, you know. I can't, I can't start in a dirty environment, so I have to clean mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So that's my, part of my just starting is um, let's clean up my workspace. Let's remove all the distractions. Um, let's leave the, like I, I, I was working on an article too in the last few days and I got really blocked up on it. And uh, I really struggled to finish it in time. And in the end, I had to leave the phone in the house and, and uh, go to my studio without any distractions, um, virtually turn off the internet and then just sit with the article and focus. And it just needed that huge effort and focus uh, to finish it. I, I write uh, regularly for um, Better Photography magazine. And it's a, a really special thing to be doing that over so many, so many years. I think we're getting up to 10 or 12 years now of doing that. And uh, I often have false starts. So I start writing an article and I get, uh, you know, 200 or 300 words into it and I can't finish it. And uh, there's a deadline. And sometimes I work through this. And other times I throw it out the window and start a new one. So I'll go off on that walk that you just talked about, go and do something else, come back, and I'll, I'll start a whole second article on a whole new different topic and throw that one that wasn't working away and start something else. So the, the, there's so many different tactics. One that you mentioned that I just want to remind everyone, and I've actually I've, I've written it on our list of topics to talk about, is our bag of tricks. Yep. And we need to talk about this in length. But um, you and I, we both have a little bag of tricks and we try to teach people this that you can dip in to to pull out a little trick. So like my, I mentioned way at the beginning, you know, my trick of teaching was to start by asking a question and that got rid of my anxiety um, and worrying and fear about what I was going to say and helped me relax. That would, so that goes into my bag of tricks and it's a trick that I use. If I'm ever really worried about what to say, I start with a question instead of, you know, what am I going to talk about? And Right. That's a question, by the way. <laughs> that's right. You need to cultivate this bag of tricks. So it walks in there. Right. And you talk about... Uh, you talked about cleaning off your desk and I think having, you know, setting yourself up for success, like having an, uh, an environment that's conducive to starting. Like for me, I like having the plan where I have time set aside so I don't feel 
stressed that I should be doing something else or, uh, you know, or I'm, or I have this like crazy time limit that I have to, you know, be limited by. And so I will, depending on what it is, I will plan like 10 AM. I'm going to start doing that thing. And I'm also going to whatever, you know, make, make plans to have, uh, different things in order. I'll be fed. So I'm not halfway, you know, I'm not halfway through or 20 minutes in. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to eat. I'm hungry, you know, because that's a distraction too, right? So having things just flow smoothly into just starting because I've made the plan, because I, you know, I'm rested, I'm fed, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to create, I'm ready to do is really huge for me personally. And it helps me get started in a great way so that in like, so in a little bit, I, ha- I haven't depleted on my energy too. I use this lovely saying, just start as a way of unblocking myself. And I've had times in mm-hmm. my life where I've uh, uh, been so blocked up creative, creatively that I can't make any art. And I feel like I'm worthless and that my art's no good and you know, there's a thousand descriptors there and I can't do it. And the, the big one is I can't see any um, any inspiration or I can't find my inspiration and I can't do anything. And I wander around with my camera or my sketchbook and I keep asking the question, what is it that I should be doing? And uh, um, I have this no big picture, I get stuck in this big picture thing again. And I've learned through many years of practice that by just starting, by making poor quality work, actually leads me to the to the best one. So like with my camera, I, I start taking photos with my phone. And after a while, I get frustrated with the phone and I have to get my camera out and I actually use my good camera um, and... I'm swept away and then suddenly I'm making really beautiful art again. So this just start is uh, really, really special for those people that are feeling blocked. And part of that is giving yourself permission not to make masterpieces, but to make experiments, to make errors, to make, to make rubbish, to make stuff that you're going to throw out the, uh, the joy and the love in creativity isn't the finished product, is it, Brie? It's the doing. Yes. The beauty is in the doing and just starting is uh, an, an incredible metaphor for this uh, joy in doing art rather than, you know, making masterpieces. <laughs> and also by just starting, and this is what I found, is that we stop criticizing ourselves for procrastinating because we're just actually doing the thing. And I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that when you just start that you can, (laughs) that you can stop, you'll just stop procrastinating. You can stop beating yourself up for not doing the thing that you thought you were going to be planning on doing. And you can get to the beauty of the making, the creating. I, I love that. I love I, whenever I find myself not uh, just procrastinating, I'm like, oh, what could I do right now to just start? 
because who cares about all the reasons why you haven't done it yet? Who cares? If you just do it, like you can just start and you can have the courage to get over any of those things and just start doing the thing. I love it. It's like the, it's the same question as how do I ground myself? How do I make myself more present? Mm. Well, you make yourself by, to be more present by being more present, don't you? You, you start taking breaths, you start concentrating on your breath. And as you become more present, uh, it, it overflows. It's a, it's a very much a doing thing. So uh, starting in your artwork actually makes you more present and then puts you into the space for making better art. So maybe uh, another way of thinking about this is that we can't go to top-level performance instantly, can we? Uh, I, I know as a musician you can't perform uh, uh, perfectly just by going and grabbing your flute and and come on, I want a, a, a concert performance right now. You have to actually build yourself up to it. You have to practice. You have to get into the mode. You have to be comfortable with your tools. You need to be comfortable with the piece. You you even have to warm up, don't you? The, the thing has to be the right temperature. You, you know, your whole body has to be right. And so we don't go into high performance instantly. We go into it slowly and we build ourselves up to getting to peak performance. And, uh, Creating art's the same sort of thing, that we we perform beautifully when we're most centred and we're connected with the um, subject and the process and the materials and what we're doing through this process of actually doing. So the doing is the warm-up that gets you to the peak performance. So uh, starting is the very first step in warming up. It gets us going, it moves us along, it takes us to this beautiful place of connection. Oh, I love that. I hadn't thought of that before. That's really exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. And what I'm hearing from you is mastery is not a one-time thing. That we, mastery is a whole series of just starting and experimenting and doing. And that, you know, when we are, working towards mastering whatever it is that we, that we, um, whatever art that we have that we would like to master, it's not the one-time thing. And in fact, by just starting, you are taking yourself on the journey to get there. You have to just start because you don't get, you don't get to a place where you do know (laughs) until you just start with, I don't know. (laughs) And also, well, I think the more I think I know, the more I know I don't know. So isn't I feel like that's that's true. And the more I'm okay with not knowing, which is And that so gives you confidence, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. By knowing that you don't know gives you confidence to to explore that, to um to know that by starting that you will get there. Yeah. And that also releases you. Uh I I we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have this peak performance, don't we, to produce masterpieces and to have purpose in our life. And the, the beauty of art is that um, the doing is the magic. And uh, if we can release ourselves or give ourselves permission to just be present 
and to make art rather than to perform at their highest level, we actually are happier. And uh, uh, having that confidence to just enjoy it, when we do that, that's when the masterpieces just fall out of thin air. That's when we're when we're in this peak performance that that these wonderful works of art just sort of pop out of nowhere and you're like, oh my God, I wasn't even trying and it just happened. That's all about this trust, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, this this letting go, um, learning to trust our decisions and uh, uh, where we're going and that um, the doing is good enough and the doing will lead to something. And the more we just start, the actually the easier it will get to just start because we'll be practiced in how to just do it without having a problem with it. Like I, I'll, <laughs> I'll just know I'm going to feel some initial resistance to doing something and I'm like, there it is. I notice it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to go and start to do the thing. And it gets easier the more often we talk to ourselves and, uh, you know, about these things and that we discover, we just try it and we discover that it's really not a problem just to get going and make and create. So good. One of my little things in a bag of tricks is to start with a success experience. I'll say that again. Start with a success experience. So I'll do something that I know will work. And I often start with that. So um, I'm a skier. I've got a feeling I've told this story before, but it mightn't have been to you um, and to the audience. But when I ski, I have one foot stronger than the other. Mm. And so my turning to the right is stronger than my turning to the left. And uh, there's a bit of physics involved that, but we don't need to go into why my one foot's longer and different to the other one. But if I'm on a really steep, scary hill, I turn around and I start my run by doing my first turn on my strongest foot rather than starting off on my bad foot, um, the one that I crash on or the one that I feel not as confident on. Now let's take that to art. Uh, uh, I start by um, making artworks that I know that are going to be okay, reasonably successful. So um, I point my camera uh, at something that I might have done a hundred times before, but uh, I know I can do it again. And uh, like I have, I you, if you know my work, you you'll know I love working in monochrome and sepia and in square and of trees. So I wander over and take a photo of a beautiful tree, and uh, make something that makes me satisfied, and then. I can go off and be more experimental and and push myself into into newer directions after I've had like, oh, yeah, well, I've got one in the bag now. It's also a technique I use with other people when I'm um, creating portraits is uh, I, I take a nice photo of them and then I go and show them and say, oh, look, look how beautiful you are here. Isn't that a gorgeous photograph? We could finish now, but let's see if we can do better and then – uh, they relax because uh, there's been this little success and their whole mood and everything shifts. So starting with a success experience is really good. When I draw and I do the one-minute sketches, they're better than my one-hour ones. 
I could probably just draw with the, the quick sketches all the time. Um, but that's my success experience. Start with success. I, I like that a lot because that gets us feeling good right away. And we also know that when we do that, we are going to feel good. Like if we think, oh, we're going to, I'm going to try something that's going to, that I know is going to be pretty successful, like it's low risk, then I know I'm going to feel good, like pretty good straight away. And once you start feeling good, then that kind of like good energy, those good emotions, they, they just keep flowing and they help you do them more and more. And then when you get to harder stuff, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel as difficult when you get there. These are great. We should do it. We really should do a whole episode on the bag of tricks to, you know. Get. It's on our list now. I've put it there. Okay. <laughs> maybe may, uh, we'll have to talk about what, what it's for. Like maybe it's for motivation or whatever. I got a, I got a whole slew of emails about that. <laughs> I have a whole bag of tricks for those. Um, this was really good, Len. I, I think uh, we could have just come on here and said, Hey everyone, if you are stuck, just start. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Because it really is as simple as that, but I do know that it takes some unwinding to understand maybe why we're not starting and maybe some, you know, we've, we've hopefully given you all some tools to, uh, how to talk to yourself and maybe some techniques to just actually do the starting. And we hope you do just start. We hope you go and make and create and make beautiful art and do more because I, mm. the world right now needs that more than ever. And if you're a bit worried about it, um, please give it a go. Yes. Please just try um, just this whole idea of just starting, whatever it is that you can think of or whatever it is that you're trying to do or this huge project that's in the back of your mind that you would love to do just starting it, suck it and see, see what happens and uh, let it follow uh, its own path. And, uh, um, you know, what's that lady that wrote Big Magic? She says that the idea is there, it just has to find its way out from the universe into the world. And uh, we, Brie and I are going to talk about her in, one, in, a, in that book, uh, in one of our episodes coming yes. up in the future. Um, uh, it's a beautiful little metaphor, though, that this idea exists and it's waiting for you to make it to come out. So, um, yeah, just start, everybody, and and give it a, a give it a, a wonderful whirl. That's right. Have a try. All right, everyone. I think I think we've taken this one apart. I love it so much. I'm I'm gonna I I'm gonna actually think about this episode when I just am feeling a little blocked. Because this was actually really good for me to talk about. I appreciate it. Well, that's great. Well, it must be time to say goodbye. Yes, it is. All right. Till next time. Bye, all. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. To find out more about Len, including his photography, Len's journal, an inspiring quarterly publication, tours, workshops, and his new art school, The Artist Club, visit lenmetcalf.com. For more about me, Bree Stockwell, visit creativemindscoach.com. 
There you can subscribe to my Monday motivation emails, learn more about creative coaching, check out my online portfolio and access searchable transcripts of these episodes. See you next time.